the final upside of the decade. Of the decade. That makes it sound like we've been doing shows for 10 years. Right. Not true. We've been doing shows for about four months, but this is still (laughs) the last show of the decade. Decade, 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 decade. I don't think it's going to be anything more significant or special than any other show. Well, we're going to reflect. Yeah, we'll reflect on the past decade or four months or whatever here on episode 132, the last episode of the decade, decade, decade. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This is your first episode of The Upside. Welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for my car. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for this very comfortable couch that we have. Before Christmas, or I think maybe it was the Christmas Day episode or the day after Christmas, somewhere related to Christmas, I talked about a sweater that I bought for Callie, but miss like it's hidden somewhere in the house. Have you found it yet? I have not found it yet. And I was so thrown by the fact that I couldn't find it that I actually went online to make sure I bought it. And I did buy it and it was delivered. Huh. And everything I hid in my closet but I couldn't bring the sweater in the closet because you were in the bedroom and my closet's oh, yeah. in the master bedroom. So it's where's the sweater from, by the way? It's Nordstrom. Oh. It's somewhere in the in the house. I have yet to find it. And I asked for some comfort and said, please. Who else has done this? Because I know I'm not the only one. And the phone calls didn't disappoint, but I completely flaked on playing them over the past week, but I have a few to clear out now. Hey, y'all. This is Ashley from Birmingham, Alabama. I was calling um, about stuff being put up and forgotten about for Christmas. Um, My mother-in-law got my husband and I an ornament the first year that we got married, which was like 2014, and we got it four years later when she found it um, cleaning out a closet. So, yeah, thanks. <laughs> she got a, they got a, it says uh, first, doesn't everybody get that? The first wedding together. Or like first, our first, our first Christmas first or whatever. married Christmas or whatever. Mm-hmm. Got it on your fourth anniversary. Hey, this is Steve from Cumming, Georgia. I have notoriously hidden gifts from my kids and my wife. And two years ago, I hid a pair of diamond earrings from oh. my wife so well I couldn't even find them myself so I kept quiet about it and I found them this year and gave them to her two entire years later that's right I hid a $2,000 gift for two years that I lost hope you guys have a great day love listening to you Oh my gosh. How bad does he feel? He's probably freaking out. He feels fine because he was able to give him to her two years later. Well, now he feels fine. But like, imagine Mm -hmm. if you had a gift of that magnitude and couldn't find, like you would be freaking out. Jeff has no poker face. He couldn't keep it for me. Well, I would tell you because I would want your help tearing the house apart to find them. 
Like $2,000, because wouldn't you start to be concerned that they accidentally got thrown away? Yes, that's why I would need to find them like ASAP. Hello, I did not lose the gift and find it, but my mom is the messiest, dirtiest person I've ever met in my life. And I guess she (laughs) bought like every family member, like aunt, uncle, cousin, a $50 gift card to Target. And she lost them, and she literally, well, this kind of shows how messy she is, but she literally found them two years later. Um, and then she, I can't really remember who she gave them to, but she gave them to, like, one person who needed them. So they had, like, hundreds of dollars in Target gift cards. Yeah, it was a good find. That would that would be like, if you find hundreds of dollars in Target gift cards, that would be like angels singing. I can't picture in my head a messy mom. Oh, because she called her mom out for being the messiest person she knows. Yeah, and you and I have really neat moms. Like, I just can't. My mom knows where she puts everything. And so, like, your mom was, like, meticulous about things being orderly. So I can't imagine. An, Um, An untidy mom. Yeah. Part of me thought there was a little bit of shade being thrown there, too. She was like, my mom is the she is terrible ever. Messiest person ever. Right. But, you know, when you're digging around and you finally do find the uh, earrings or you find the Target gift cards, this is the sound. Yes, it is. You're playing that in your head. Like as you open the drawer and then it appears like. That that plays yes. as lights shine out of wherever it was hidden. They absolutely do. Jeff said something as a joke a couple days ago. We had some friends over, my best friend Chrissy and her husband Paul. And Jeff made a joke that now might actually be a thing. I think, have you heard from Chrissy or Paul about this? No, but I haven't talked to her today. All right. Since it's come up, I think I have stumbled onto something genius and it's called Noon Year's Eve. So Noon Year's Eve would be for people who don't want to stay up till midnight because let's face it, we're just tired. So you go out at 11 a.m. or, you know, wherever before. And then at noon, you toast down. You, you do count it. down. You count down to the new year at noon. Right. And you do the whole like, so it's for, for old people or people who don't want to go out like me. So you go to the bar at noon, you do the countdown 10, nine, eight. And then at noon, you're like, yay, happy noon year. And then you cheers, right? Yeah. And, and everybody does a shot and a high five. Mm-hmm. And then you hang out for another hour or two. You have some food. You have a couple more drinks. Everything's good. You're home by 2 p.m. You can power nap for a couple hours. You get up, you order a pizza, and you don't leave your house. And you just watch Seacrest and Anderson Cooper, whoever else is on. Carson Daly has one. Jeff That's is very it. into this idea. I feel like it's peaking a little too early in the day. That's why you do If you do it at noon, then you have the time to take a nap. Yeah, but then the rest of the day is like a letdown. You no, know what I mean? Because like at, at midnight and New Year's, then you toast and you kiss and you whatever. And then you're like, okay. And that was the like peak point. And then you go to bed. No, not if you're going out. Like yeah, well, even do- when I was going out, the party's never as good after 12 p.m. Because everybody's really jazzed up and excited before that. And hammered. And think of this too, because if you're going out, 
and you want to be safe, you're going to take an Uber or Lyft Mm -hmm. or whatever, a cab. So uh, all of those companies have that surge or boosted pricing Mm -hmm. on on big drinking holidays because they know everybody's going to be calling them. There's not there's not going to be any surge pricing at one thirty in the afternoon. That's true. So you're going to save money. It's economical. It's safer, right? And it's good for the environment. So somehow. there you go. Noon Year's Eve, if you would like to participate. Are you really? Will you really do it with me? I'm not as into it as you are, but if you're really into it, I'll be down. So I am going to be celebrating Noon Year's Eve, and Callie's just going to be having lunch. Will you have a drink at least? I'll have a drink. You get so nervous about day drinking. That's because I just feel bad after I day drink. I used to be able to day drink in my 20s and now in my 30s, it just makes me tired. And I Did never- Did you just legitimately yeah. yawn when you said it makes me tired? Yeah, it makes me tired thinking about it. I just can't do it like I used to. And it makes me tired. And then the, the whole rest of my day is thrown off. All right. Did you do your homework? Did you think of one word to describe 2019? Because yes. we, we we decided that today's show is all going to be about reflection and the experience of 2019. Tomorrow's show will all be about forward thinking. So this is a show of reflection and review. So what's your one word to describe 2019? Loss. So, okay. For obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. We... Uh, lost a baby in 2019. Jeff lost his job. We lost his mom. Um, it has been, we've been grieving a lot this year. I, that, and I don't mean loss as in everything, you know, stinks and the world is horrible, but we have had a significant amount of loss in our lives this year. And I think with, I've been reflecting on our losses with the losses have also been, tremendous lessons and every loss that we've had has propelled us into a place that we need to be. So I don't regret this year, but it has for me the year when I think back on it, it's a lot of loss. The, that is, that is the loss of friendships also. Right. That, that was the first word that I thought of was loss, but then I, I dug a little deeper with it and my word for 2019 is growth because we did have a lot of loss uh, in, in the year, but with every single loss, with the exception of my mom, and we'll, I'm going to take them in order, so we'll talk about that one last, like I have been able to find growth like personal mm-hmm. growth and strength. So obviously early in the year with our miscarriage, like I feel like I grew as a husband and a partner for you mm-hmm. and also developed an appreciation for the unspoken struggle that everybody's going through. Mm-hmm. Um that I don't, that I was aware of, but it was just, it's just a new appreciation for it. Like the the fact that somebody cuts you off in traffic or honks at you in a parking lot or is rude to the cashier in line in front of you or whatever, I'm not as quick to judge them because I have no idea what what mask they're wearing. Mm -hmm. 
because we certainly did a lot of acting in the first three months of the year. Yeah. You know, trying to make everything okay. Then um, it, it the, but I, in May, I lost my job. And the growth from that became the understand. I've said this before, but when I got fired and I walked out of the building, I felt like a weight had been lifted off me. Mm-hmm. So I learned my growth there was sometimes you have to be freed from your burden. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have, I would have never just walked in and quit. Right. Ever. That never would have happened. Right. Cause I'm not a quitter and I wouldn't want to give up and I would fight to the death, you know, to, to win the ratings game and all that. So I learned that it's okay to be set free. But then a few days after that, I was aware of the enormity of the betrayal of one of my best friends and and how she had been not only keeping a secret from me, but actively working against me. Right. And from that, my growth was, I'm okay with how that all turned out because... I wouldn't have done anything different in the years leading up to that. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish I had been more observant and I wish I had been more self-confident, self, self-aware of how much I was giving mm-hmm. and not receiving. But I grew from that. And then, you know, we got to start the show. We got to start, start the podcast and, and all that. So that was all good stuff that came from that. And then, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I lost my mom and I haven't, I don't know what the growth part of that is. But there's definitely um, a a peacefulness of knowing that, or I guess maybe even a thank thankfulness that it wasn't a long suffering mm-hmm. illness that she she passed quickly, and um, it still is tremendously sad. But I guess finding any tiny little bit of upside. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad is certainly heartbroken. I think about her every hour of every day and it makes me very sad. But I see these other people who have years-long illnesses mm-hmm. or slow decays. So I I guess maybe the growth or the lesson from that is even though it's sad, I guess it could have been worse, maybe. I don't know. Well, I think I feel it feels really callous to say it like that, but no, I know what you mean. And I think just from an outsider's perspective, one, I think it brought a closeness to you and your dad that that is a new chapter for the two of you, which I think is really amazing. And I think it's it's given you a new resurgence of wanting to know more about your mom and like your pre-sick mom and also like just about your family. Like I've seen that in you and I think that's a gift. So it's a sucky thing and awful and so sad, but it's been cool to watch you like your the impact that that has left on you. I don't, it's, it's a sad impact, but it, it's just been cool watching you kind of take care of your dad and get to know stories about your mom and to listen and receive what people have to say about her. And I think that is, you know, something that you wouldn't have had 
Um, so. Right. So anyways, yeah. So my word would be growth. And then if I was going to have a second word, it's excited because I feel like the, the energy or whatever travels in cycles. And I think the past couple of years have been pretty tough on us. Mm -hmm. So I feel like 2020 is the turnaround. I feel like we've really um, put our vows to hard work in the past <laughs> couple of years. That's an understatement. I don't mean that by saying me and Jeff have had to duke it out every five seconds, but I was thinking about it the other day. I was actually standing in the kitchen. I was watching you do something in the kitchen and I was thinking probably eat a snack over the sink probably. And I was thinking about how unbelievably grateful the, we have experienced so many things that I think probably we didn't ever think we'd experience our first couple of years of marriage, but I am so, I have never been more sure after going through all of these things that we've been together, that you are the person for me. And I've never been more grateful that we are together. One gift that I think um, that I know that, that I got from, from my dad and from growing up after my mom got sick, you know, look, we just did. And by we, I mean, my dad and me and my grandparents, like my, when my mom came home from the the hospitals that she was in, uh, like my grandparents took turns sleeping on the couch mm -hmm. just to stay with us and help me get ready for school and take care of my mom while my dad and I were out of the house and all this stuff. So when I, we all just kind of put our heads together and put our heads down and just barreled through it. And we're mm -hmm. like, okay, we're, ju we're just going to do it. And it was only much, much, many, many years later when the significance of, of what was happening in my world was like revealed to me. And I was like, wow, that's a really big deal. What right. happened? Because when it happens, you just kind of, put your head down and go through it. And then, then when I, when we were through it, then I was like probably, you know, a teenager. So I'm not paying attention to anything, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's only as an adult. I was like, wow. So now when I look back at the past couple years of our lives, where you lost both of your grandparents, both mm -hmm. of your mom's parents, I lost my mom. We lost the baby with the miscarriage. I got fired. And then just other little things like, we both switched our jobs. We took, took risks, leaving comfortable jo jobs, well-paying yes. jobs to take off new jobs. All this stuff packed into two or three years. And I'm like, thank and goodness. And you were with your other show when we got engaged. So I'll just tackle that onto starting your own show and to the beginning of our marriage too. Yeah. Which so, is like craziness. Right. So then, then that's where I become thankful for the lessons that I learned when I was 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, where you just put your head down and you get through it. Because if you stop and look around sometimes at the chaos swirling around you, you'll get defeated. Like sometimes, and I've got so much respect for every single person who, who's listening to this right now, who's putting their heads down and barreling through it because nobody understands how heavy your load is, including you. And you won't until you're on the other side of it. 
I'm glad you feel like we're nearing the other side. God, we need to be. But I am, I I do want to make clear that when I said that, it wasn't like a, our marriage has really been tested. It's just when you, you know, say vows and you're like for richer or poorer, better, worse, sickness, health, like we've been through all that. We've like checked all of these off in our first couple of years of marriage. And I'm so grateful that our partnership is so strong and it has, I, it may have not been the sunshine and rainbows that you think right after you get married, but honestly it has, it has solidified, not solidified, but um, really just made me grateful that you and I are together because there's no one else that I could do all this stuff with. I also, in addition to those losses, I think I have been um, working on loss in a different way this year with friendships. Like I lost a couple, a bunch of friendships this year. And I went in, when you're speaking of growth, I went into therapy after I cut some friendships out this year. And I said to my therapist, like, what is my part in this? I want to learn what part of this I can own because obviously there's a common thread and the common thread is me. So what's my role in this? And I learned something about myself, which was that I dive into relationships very intensely, very quickly and, um, so that is something that I've really grown in this year is kind of protecting myself and protecting, you know, us and our, our little energy that we've created here. So 2020, 2020 can't get here fast enough. <laughs> See you tomorrow, 2020. Just a reminder, uh, it is Tuesday, which means we have a pick me up from Katie coming today around 2 p.m. Eastern if you're listening to this on the day of release. So make sure you're subscribed. Go to callieandjeff.com, hit subscribe, and then at 2 p.m. you will get Katie's pick me up. It is an email that we've designed for to sit in your inbox. And then when you're feeling like you need something to pick you up, read it. Read it. That's it. So super simple. Also, uh, today is your last day to sign up to win that $500 gift certificate to Brown and Company. So if you've been putting it off, don't put it off any longer. The entries end or close rather at uh, noon uh, Atlanta time, a New Year's Day. So text the word SPARKLE to 800-434-5454 to be in the winner. be in the running to win that $500 Brown gift certificate. Here's the Brown and company gift certificate. Here's the thing though, only one entry per number. So use everybody's phone and your family to sign up and just promise them you'll get them something shiny and blingy. When, when you win. I got to say thank you to Skillshare. They are one of the sponsors of today's episode. It's an online learning community and they're offering you two free months of premium membership. So 2020 can be a year of growth for you as you explore new skills. You can deepen your existing passions or you can get lost in creativity with classes from Skillshare. So many fascinating classes, especially if part of your New Year's resolution for 2020 is to start a small business. Go look at all of the business-related classes they have on Skillshare, everything from accounting to human resources type stuff to, to management stuff. All there, all for free. All you got to do is go to Skillshare.com slash upside. That's Skillshare.com slash upside. I am really excited about this next ad partner, and it is Third Love. They make incredible bras. And this year, 
like two weeks ago, I got rid of all my bra. Actually, no, over the past two months, I've been getting rid of all my bras one by one and replacing them with Third Love bras because I love them so much. You can go online to thirdlove.com slash upside. You take a 60 second quiz um, about your bra and it'll ask you questions like about your current bra so they can tell you what your perfect fit is. They have half sizes. The bras fit amazing. And I, I didn't understand it until I got mine. Here's the other good thing. You can wear it. You can live in it. You can wash it for 60 days. And then if you don't like it, you return it. No questions asked. And they'll give that bra to a woman in need. I love this company. It is so upsidey and I'm so happy to have them on this week. Go to thirdlove.com slash upside and you'll get 50% off your order today. Again, that's thirdlove.com slash upside for 15% off. I have a tip, an idea for keeping New Year's resolutions next year that we have to start thinking about today in order for them to be in order for it to be ready to go for tomorrow. Okay. But before I share that, I want to address the fact that we have said on this show multiple times, New Year's resolutions are dumb. There's no worse time to try to start something new. And there's no worse time to try to have a, a, a fresh start with weight loss or fitness or quitting smoking or eating healthier or whatever it is, keeping, you know, balance, you know, staying within a budget. It's Were you about to say balancing your checkbook? But I was going to say balancing a budget, but that sounded very <laughs> like governmental. Dad, my dad, my dad used to balance a checkbook like to the T. Yeah, I got news for you, Kelly. I used to balance a checkbook. My first mm-hmm. bank account had checks. I've written That's a check. Cute. Yeah, old. But uh, I, I don't want. I, I have a, a, a thought about the resolution starting at the first of the year. Okay. And I think you brought this up a little bit the other day. There is something symbolic and something fresh and new about January 1st. Yes. So if you are going to start a resolution, there's nothing wrong with starting it on January 1st. Like I know back in October, we're like, start now and get a head start. And I think we both kind of did a little bit and then it fizzled away. You know what? I don't think it fizzled away. It got me excited. I didn't come up with my game. I came up with my game plan for the new year, late September is when we were doing our October Lucians, right? So I started putting it together and I just now, and it's December, feel like I've kind of got my plan in place for a realistic, um, not a new Cali dollar, but an, um, Ways I can improve Cali dollar. Like a Cali 2.0 type of thing. Yeah, but I feel like I've already um, crashed and burned and I've re- like, you know, risen up from the ashes. You mean October, like you did your October Lucians, didn't keep them. No, it's not learned. that I didn't keep them. I just learned how to make them sustainable. Got it. So now I feel like I still am ahead of everyone, which was uh, the point of the October Lucians in the first place. Cause now I kind of feel like I have a better system. I know my schedule a little better. Um, so you're just, ready. You're ready. I now. feel ready. Okay. Well, I have, and it's good that you brought up like the, your system, because that's what, My advice is, I read a quote by a guy named James Clear. Mm -hmm. Uh, I Googled him really quickly. He's a photographer and an entrepreneur, but he made this quote. He said this quote that somebody reposted. I'm like, that is brilliant. Okay, you ready? Mm -hmm. You do not rise to the level of your goals. You fail to the level of your systems. 
Okay, one more time. You do not rise to the level of your goals. You fail to the level of your systems. What that basically means is you have got to prepare to succeed. If you're prepared, you will succeed. So Jeff is the king of systems, by the way. So I know why you love this. This is speaking my language. If let's take eating healthier, such a common New Year's resolution, right? You can declare, I eat healthy. But if you do not make time to go to the grocery store and buy fruits and vegetables and have them in your house and have stuff at home so you don't have to go out to fast food lunches and and eat pizza for dinner, if you don't put the systems in place to have that, then no matter how much you wish it or will it into existence, it just won't happen. So what you're saying is get effective systems in place. And I think that Jeff's already done this because yesterday I saw him with a brand new calendar, like writing down our ad partners, filling out a brand new clean calendar, which I know you love, but that's part of your system. But you're saying do the systems first. Right. And that sets you up for. Set yourself up for success with the system. So if you're going to wake up on New Year's Day and say, today is the day that I eat healthy right? Today is the day that I work out. Today is the day that I quit smoking. Today is the day that whatever it is, then you need to set yourself up for that success. So let's say it's quitting smoking. Then right when you go to bed on the 31st tonight, get all the ashes or ashtrays, lighters, all that crap out of your house, throw your cigarettes away, get some gum or patches or whatever you're going to use to, you know, the, the commercial with the cold turkey guy on it, get all that stuff that you need lined up and sitting on your kitchen counter so that you are set up for success. If you are going to become a runner, then go out today, New Year's Eve, and go to one of those running stores and buy a pair of running shoes and a good track suit. So you're ready. Please don't buy a track suit. So you're ready to go. And if those systems are in place, you're going to be so much closer to success. So thanks, new friend, James Clear. Jeff loves systems. I do love a good system. Here's what I was thinking about, and here's what I want to know. I want to know where you were 10 years ago, and then I have some follow-up questions. I know exactly where I was because I went back into my, I love Gmail because nothing ever gets erased. I went back into my Gmail, 1,805 pages back. Wow. So that's 185,000 whatever, emails back and saw a picture that I posted and emailed to twitpic at twitter.com. Oh my gosh. What was it? It was a New Year's Eve party at uh, my friend's house up at Lake Kiwi. Mm-hmm. I was obviously there with my ex-wife and our friends, Ed and Michaeline, and I don't know who else was there, mm-hmm. but they had their house decorated for New Year's Eve. And that's where I spent New Year's Eve 10 years ago. What is the biggest lesson you've learned this decade? Oh, decades. That, that's, you can't spring that on me. The lesson of the decade. Do you, let's start with this. Do you recognize that person from that photo? I do because every version of me led to the next version of me, which led to where I am now. Like like what I was talking about earlier this episode, I wouldn't be able to handle all the crap that's been thrown at us the past two years, I don't think, if it wasn't for the lessons that I learned when I was 12. Right. 
But that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is what is something powerful that you've learned? Like looking back at that photo and knowing that that guy has no idea what's coming in this decade. What do you think that you've learned? Like, are I'm you proud so, of, I can't, you, we, you can't ask that in oh. the last minute of the show. I was just curious. I, I spent, to know. I spent six minutes talking about what I've learned in the past year. Oh, okay. I could spend two hours. Like, what's yours in the past decade? Mine is. What were you, 11? How old <laughs> were you 10 years ago? 10 years ago, I was 23. Yeah. I um, was in a really super toxic relationship. I had zero self-esteem. And um, I, we were, I, we were living together in Atlanta, me and that guy. And I was sure that he was the person that I was going to spend my entire life with. Right. But what have you learned? What have I, I learned the most important and valuable thing I learned in that decade is self-love 5,000%. I mean, not even it is. I started out the decade being so insecure about who I was and not knowing who I was and having an identity in another human being, which is always a really dangerous thing because none of us, even when we're happily married and hopefully, you know, it's forever and one of us, you know, doesn't get hit by a bus or something like that. But when you put your identity into someone else and then they're gone, you're just lost. And I spent a good part of the first three years of the decade being super lost, not knowing who I was. And I, this decade I found myself and I learned how to love myself. And that is, that has been the greatest gift ever. One of the bigger lessons now that I've had a second to think about it from my decade was um, the power of therapy. Mm -hmm. Like I started going to therapy in this decade and I was a guy who before Therapy was like, who needs therapy? Just think about. You were like that? Yes, totally. Like I didn't understand it. And then when I was going through my divorce, went to learn like, I think it started out as couples therapy, but you each have to go individually. Mm -hmm. And I started learning about not just who I was, but why I was who I was. And like Kelly said just a few minutes ago, I love systems so much and I love the process of stuff that knowledge is power. So I, my biggest, most valuable thing of the past 10 years has been the power of therapy, I think. It's changed your life. It's changed my life. And that that was something in my self-growth when I was learning to love myself. Um, my, I would not have been able to do that by myself. I didn't even know that I, it's not like I was going to therapy saying, Hey, I don't like myself. I remember going into therapy and I was in there because my boyfriend at the time had said that he wouldn't propose to me until I changed a list of things about myself. And I walked into, I called a therapist that I knew. I did he I, give you a physical list? No, he was just, he would just would frequently rattle off things that I need. He wanted me to improve on and they were superficial. I mean, you need to learn how to cook the way I like you need to, you know, whatever, be more athletic. And all, all, there was a laundry list of things that he wanted me to improve about myself. So I made an appointment with a the therapist and I walked in there. And the first thing I said to her was I'm here because my boyfriend won't propose to me. He says, there's all these things that I need to work on and I want to be better for him. And I can imagine now, because I spent three years with this woman before she retired 
And I can imagine her just being like, oh my God, okay, well, we have a lot of work right. to do. Well, have a seat. Here right. we go. But she wasn't, she didn't say that. It was so gradual of our relationship. And I think I was probably a year into therapy before I had the aha moment of like, oh, he sucks. I'm awesome. <laughs> uh, I will say this. When you talk about the past 10 years and me, me not being able to wrap my head around that is uh, I, whatever you are going through, person listening to this, know that it'll just be a blip on the radar in 10 years. And that's what I was trying to, to get at when I was saying, do you even recognize that person? Because what you're dealing with now, where you stand right now in 10 years will almost feel like someone else. At least right. it was for me. Like I look at pictures yes. of myself 10 years ago and just think, wow, she was so lost and so unloved by herself. Like I, I don't recognize me from 10 years ago. And I don't mean that in a physical sense. I mean that in a, what the heck was she doing? And who is that girl? Uh, kind of sense. Right. So uh, happy end of the decade. Thank you for spending at least part of us. Part of it with here, here with us. Wow, that was <laughs> easy for easy for me to say. <laughs> if um, you're if you're not happy with this decade, now is a new chapter. If you're super happy with this decade, or or, or you have something that you can hold on to, I think one of the most powerful things in life is being able to take lessons with you that you've learned and and start fresh, but start with lessons, um, not burdens, but lessons and and a positive outlook on uh, what you want for the next ten years. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. We all know that I am a massive Friends fan and Jeff saw something online that has made him so happy and he's not even the biggest Friends fan, but he knows that I am a big Friends fan. So here it goes. There is an episode where Emma, it's her first birthday. It's Ross, Ross and Rachel's baby. And everyone is making a video because, you know, 90s, uh, early 2000s, is making a video message for her. So when she's 18, she can watch it. And Joey, uh, his big line in there was like, how you doing? Or something like, you know, he like he's like flirting with her at eight, age 18. Yeah. But Ch I think it was Chandler. Yes. Who referenced uh, her taking a nap. Because they were all waiting around for her first birthday to start because she was taking a nap and it was taking forever and they were all trying to get out of there. And they said, and, and Chandler said, well, it's the year 2020. You finally woken up for your nap. And there is a, a thing going around the internet. I posted it on my Instagram and Facebook that if you start the episode of that episode of Friends at a certain amount of time, uh, at ele exactly 11.48 p.m. at 12 minutes before midnight, then at exactly midnight, Chandler will say, Hi, Emma. It's the year 2020. Are you still enjoying your nap? I love this so much. Netflix has brilliant social media. Well, the uh, Netflix part of it's going to go away because they don't carry friends in 2020. It is going to go away, but you can watch it, I assume, up until then. And part two of that is do you still love them when you realize that means that Emma would be 18 years old? Yeah, I'm, yeah, let's not even think about that. Let's not go there. Right, like the, it was a pair, of, I just read up on the pair of twins that played them. Yeah. Graduating high school this year. Oof. Hashtag old. Hashtag old. Hey, Callie and Jeff. I was just listening to the episode about teachers' gifts for the holidays, and I'm not a teacher, 
public service announcement. Please stop buying food for the holidays. I understand it's a really good gesture, but some people are a picky eater, and I would much rather you spend that $20 on an Amazon gift card and let me get something that I could use versus this that I now have to figure out who to re-gift it to or where to throw it away. No more food for the holidays. Amazon gift cards for the win every single time. Love what you guys are doing. Keep up the amazing work. Rothy's is an ad partner of ours this week and I am so excited because I love their shoes. Not only are they super cute, but they are one of the most comfortable shoes that I've ever put on my feet and they are made out of water bottles. Yep, water bottles. They have used over 35 million water bottles, taken them from landfills and made them into super cute shoes. The other thing I love about Rothy's is that they're machine washable. You don't want to put heat on them, but you can throw them in your wash. I've done several washes with mine and they're good as new. Go to rothys.com slash upside to get your very new favorite shoes. And if you're looking for a style, I love the loafers. Hey, Kelly and Jeff. It's Marissa from Atlanta. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. I was listening to you guys talk about your lack of meal planning, and it was giving me some serious anxiety. And I just want to shout out the Kroger Clicklist is phenomenal and life-changing. Um, and I think it's free now for orders over $35. So you just pull up whatever recipes you want um, in one window, and then literally in the window next to it on your computer, you can plug in all of your ingredients that you'll need um, and then you find a time that you want to go swing by Kroger to pick it up they bring it out to your car and then you drive away with all of your groceries and you get home and you know what you're eating for the week and it has literally changed my life and I think saved my relationship because my boyfriend hates grocery shopping just wanted to give you that pro-life tip uh, hope you're doing well love you bye Hey, Callie and Jeff. So this is the Atlantean that just called a few minutes ago um, regarding the public service announcement for gifts, um, for Christmas gifts, excuse me. And um, earlier I had not opened the gift that my boss gave me. I just knew that it was some level of food, and I opened it as soon as I got home, and um, it's jam. Just jam. And I appreciate the kind gesture but, oh, the Amazon cards that I could have used with the money that was spent on jam. Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Julie. Jeff, I'm actually calling to talk to you. I'm catching up on the podcast, and I'm listening to the Day After Christmas episode, and you're mentioning that you are going to be cooking one of your mom's recipes once a week, and I think that it would be awesome if you blogged, vlogged, or just wrote a little blurb for the weekly um Upside newsletter, uh, just to give us a heads up on what you thought, your take on the recipe since you're getting into cooking, and I just thought that would be a wonderful way for us to go on that journey with you. All right, love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Jeff Kelly, just wanted to say how much I appreciate y'all. Y'all are awesome. I had a long, elaborate message I wanted to leave for you that I was going to get together over the holidays and I did not do that but I just had to say I appreciate you 
Keep doing what you're doing. Love you. Good morning, Callie and Jeff. This is Peggy. I absolutely love you guys. You give me a reason to get up every morning and listen to the show at 4 a.m. Anyway, looking forward to 2020 and this podcast and hope and optimism and everything that you guys are all about. The gratitude. Love you all. Love you both to death. Bye. Treat other people how you want to be treated. Don't be bossy and always be respectful to your parents too. Love you. Bye.